this uh, sense of centering or composing, uh, like morning pujas, uh, these kind of traditions are they're very skillful ways of, you know, of integrating uh, into daily life and what kind of special, like meditation, puja, into the worldly life that we live. So it's, uh, you know, in monastic life, it gives a structure to the day and <coughs> morning, evening, and this is a chance to remind yourself Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, Supatipano, Santitiko, Akaliko, Ehipasiko, all the rest. So over the years, this, these are, you know, these can be perfunctory, just dutiful, monastic habits or they can be just ways of part of one's uh, way one lives <coughs> and so this is you know what what's very nice about monasticism is that the, the structures and the symbols the icons the whole thing is around you know to, to remind us it's like the robe this uh, uh, traditional robe is a strange color. It's not a, <coughs> you know, usually Theravada robes there. They can be bright orange to this kind of uh, brownish color, bronze, rusty red. But anyway, this, you know, when you wear a robe, you begin to, you know, it always is reminding you of what you're, what you're doing. You're, you know, this sense of being a monk, rather than uh, if I would wear, you know, uh, jeans or <coughs> aloha shirts. Remind me of something else. And so, you know, this does affect consciousness. So the color, you know, you see, like orange. I see. Even like somebody wearing orange, and immediately I think, uh, is it a monk? Then if you take it on a personal level, and it, you've kind of, you know, one can one can use symbols and traditions. You know, just they they any convention become can easily become just perfunctory, mechanical, <coughs> just like anything. You know, it's religious or worldly life. One can just you get into daily life habits and just you spend your life, you know, mechanically living <coughs> or thinking the same thoughts over and over till you drop dead. So there's kinane, you know, this is is uh we're not it's not conditioning not to just develop, you know, different conditions and different uh, way of dressing or whatever, but it's it's uh, you know this this reluk this calm reluk this a sense of observing you know remembering here and now here and now dhamma. <coughs> I find that very you know in, in 
lay life, I should imagine that would be a good reflection to remind yourself constantly because uh, the whole worldly life, modern life, is is uh, such a you know deluded exercise in in time and future and uh, past as our realities. And so, you you know, you've got a whole cultural commitment to delusion uh, and, the, you know, the everybody's committed to it. No, hardly anyone sees through it or sees it for what it is, they operate within these delusions. So, this is, I recommend, uh, just remind yourself, here and now, reality is now, experience is now, and in that way, you you know, some, and when I do this, I can I get perspective. I remind myself to you know not be just overwhelmed with worries and plans and all the rest about the future, or or dwell in regrets or resentments about the past. Enlightenment is now. Nibbana is now. And, and so you know this is <coughs> this is uh, like reminding. This isn't you know, grasping ideas. I don't mean to, you know, that you have to believe these statements. They're more like skillful means to to observe, to be awake here and now, rather than be caught in the momentum of habitual, um, you know, ha- in, in momentum of habits and assumptions and live our life, you know, habitually, mechanically. <coughs> then in the terminologies like oneness or dualism, uh, the, there's a lot of interest in Advaita these days, so, and this is uh, non-dualism. And so this is a, a good reflection because uh, dualism is what what is it you know and it it's and so this is where pointing out how attachment to the thinking process is is what is dualistic now uh, it, it's you know you just notice how there's always uh you know that one thing and it's opposite so it's heaven and then there's hell or good and bad right and wrong and these are thoughts, you know, these are happiness, suffering, bondage and liberation, conditioned, unconditioned. And these are these are these are the concepts, the thoughts, words. <coughs> and then the language itself, one you know, just in grammar, one one word connects to another. So this is that's how language is structured. It's hierarchical, you know. It's it's about, and it's A B C, you know. It's it's one two three. It's the best and the worst. Tall and short, fat and thin. All of that, you know. We have one, one concept and its opposite. They go together. You know, we'd like to have only happiness, goodness, beauty, refinement, 
fairness and justice and heaven. Heaven is where everything is beautiful, pleasant, everything is, is what it should be. And but then um, there's hell, you know. So you, you know, when you want to go to heaven, you want you don't want to know anything about hell, because you start thinking about hell, and your happiness goes. So you want this delusion, a kind of moronic bliss. Don't say anything mean or negative. Just tell me everything is okay. <laughs> I don't want to know the way it is. I want I want a delusion that I can, you know, completely blind myself with a delusion. Never have to know anything other than everything is okay. But heaven, you know, when you, you think about it, we're pretty dull. Everybody's so good and everything's so beautiful. And, you know, hell does have certain attractions, much more exciting. And why do people go to horror shows to get scared out of their wit? Why would you pay money to go inside a movie theater and sit there to be scared, you know? In heaven, there are no uh, Dracula, there are no vampires and uh, Frankenstein monsters. Just angels playing harp, beautiful angels. So this dualism is, you know, it's a, it, contemplating it. I'm not, you know, it's not like saying there's anything wrong with it, but if, if, uh, if, and it's always done through attachment to the uh, thinking mind. Now, you know, the, the, the critical uh, function. That's that's language. You know, comparing one thing is better than another. Where panya, in the Buddhist sense of wisdom, is a discerning. It's awakened discernment. It's it's not critics criticizing. It's discerning. Now that's where words like the unconditioned and the conditioned. I mean, if you're if you're grasping the meaning of those <laughs> words, then you mean you think the unconditioned is better than the conditioned, don't you? I want to go and live in Nibbana, and the unconditioned. I'm fed up with samsara and dualism, and so that you know this is this is just playing games with with the thinking mind. But discerning, you know, like the the awakened with awakened awareness, yeah, it isn't it isn't thought that you're interested in it's 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 awakened attentiveness intuitive awareness this this simplicity of just attention listening in the present uh, it's always here now you know if you start thinking oh next uh, tomorrow I'll pay attention I'll be mindful Today I'm going to be deluded. Well, that's fair enough. You know what? You, if you can really listen to it, but but this is where the, it's reminding this this simplicity, recognizing it's only this 
and it before a thought arises. You know, thoughts come and go, but this is this is this uh, is a self-sustaining. You don't you don't create it or make it. You just learn to you know recognize it. Because if you don't recognize, then you're caught in the hap. You become just creature of habit. You know, you just you you just you know like this, don't like that, and and follow your habits, fears, and desires. You react to things. <clears throat> you know, a victim of the conditioning process that you acquire. So that's where this this apamado uh, and the dhammapada apamado amatapadang heedfulness is the path through the deathless. This is dhammapada verse, and apamado is is uh, being attentive, being here and now. Mindfulness, apamado amatapadang amatapadang is a amata deathless way, padang. So I mean it's mindfulness the path to the deathless. This is the way. And then the second line is Pamado Machuno Padang. Pamado is is not being aware, not being attentive. Not being mindful is the way to death. Pamado machuno padang. So, like in Thai, they, my pramat is a pamado. They say, uh, you know, don't, not to be, my pramat is to be aware here and now. But pramat, it means heedlessness, not being aware, just creature of habit, just living your life reacting to things uh, according to the way you're conditioned and then uh, is the way to death, <coughs> is the path to death. And this is a, I found, you know, I've reflected on this for years. It's Amatapadang and Machinopadang. So Machino is, is a Pali for the way of death. And then it, the third line, Apamado Namiyanti, being mindful, being aware is never dying and ye pamada yatamata and being heedless is like dying all the time. So being heedless is the same as death. Just you know, you're you're really a dead person. You're just a mechanical thing, you know, a robot. You get conditioned <clears throat> after you're born and you just never question it. So you you just like program, like a computer, you know, you get the program on the hard disk and you operate from that till you drop dead. But, you know, none, none of it's alive, you know, you're, you're just, uh, you know, programmed to, to think like this, react like this. So then, uh, awakenness, Bhutto, is, uh, you know, this awakened knowing, the one who knows, the knowing.
this is this bhuto or this awakened this is uh, is not conditioned that's why uh, last night talking about the hindrances being aware of the hindrances you're awake you know like sleepiness is like this suddenly you're noticing sleepiness where if you're not if you're just pomado you know heedless and you you feel sleepiness in your act I'm sleepy Uh, how do I get how do I conquer sleepiness you're back into into heedlessness all the delusions of I'm sleepy sleepiness is me how do I get rid of it the whole program starts you know moves on you know the the program that you're that you have, that you acquired, to operate according to the program. But in uh, then the awakenness, this is where the sleep, you sleepiness or dullness is like this. Because you're aware, you know, you're aware, you recognize there is this, the sleepiness. Or this dullness is like this. There is this there's this anger, or there's this uh, greed. So you see, that's suddenly there's there's a tension on 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 the condition. Where if you if you don't pay attention to the condition, then you're you're caught in uh, in becoming like that. I'm somebody who's sleepy. How do I stop it? How do I conquer sleepiness? How do I get rid of anger? I don't want to be an angry person. I want to be happy and good-natured. And how do I get rid of anger? You go whinging through life, you know. And my mother, you know, I'm angry because my mother didn't breastfeed me. And a lot of people do, you know. So, like oneness, then, or they have ekagata, you know, one-pointedness. Now. Just symbolically, a point can be like a dot, isn't it? You know, one point. And a dot, say, you put, you know, on a on a sheet of paper, white sheet of paper, you put a black dot in the center. And then you look at the dot. You know, it's it excludes everything else, the rest of the paper, doesn't it? If you're just, you know, you're just looking at the black dot. It's tiny... And you're so fixated on this tiny point that the the you know you don't notice the rest that which surrounds the 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 dot. Or a point that includes everything. Oneness. So the concept you know this the word oneness. It's a concept like anything else. So uh, dualism and oneness, you know, they look like they're opposed to each other. <coughs> but oneness, is it a dot that you, you know, you kind of go into this, uh, into a kind of an annihilation, you go into this one point and disappear into into this dot. Or, oneness can include everything. Well, that's consciousness. That consciousness includes 
it's you know it's naturally inclusive so like mindfulness you know like samatha tends to use the one dot where you focus on one object and and uh, absorb into that one point uh, suppressing everything else so that's concentration on a point and then like uh, sama samadhi in the eightfold path where you have sama vayamo sama sati sama samadhi these uh, effort right effort right mindfulness right concentration is uh, you know this is this is where the 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 point is in all inclusive. The consciousness is a dimensionless point, point without dimension. So it's it's everything, oneness, wholeness. Uh, they talk about holistic and things like this. <laughs> and these words get, you know, everything, holistic medicine and all that kind of thing. <clears throat> but um, it is, it is pointing to, you know, where we tend to see things in, in fragments and in compartments and this is better than that and, and uh, natural medicine is better than allopathic medicine, chemicals. You know, if you you take sides, I don't like the. I want natural medicine, a natural path where you take herbs, and you don't take antibiotics. And uh, allopathic medicine, and then you find fault with the medical profession, <coughs> because they take drugs, and you just want natural substances. So this is dualism, isn't it? One thing opposed to the other preferences, prejudices, attachment to one thing, you know, attachment to uh, gender, being a man or woman. If you're attached to to the sex of your body, then you you feel very separate and opposed to the to its opposite. So there's endless problems around around the male female relationship and about you know the uh different political structures and and endless quarrels and and uh prejudices and views due to thinking due to ideas attachment to ideas religion you know the mahayana hinayana protestant catholic Shia Sunni in in Iraq, you know, they hate each other. And Protestant Catholic in Northern Ireland, you know, they're Christian, they're all Christian. No, Catholics are not Christian, they're Catholics. Protestants, I've heard people say that. Catholics are not Christian. <laughs> they all believe, you know, they believe in Jesus Christ. To me, makes them a Christian. So, I mean, and then, you know, you get into, you know, everything, you know, 
Amravati versus Chitters. I mean, that's the way dualism is. You know, one you attach to one, and then then you see the opposite as a you know you have opinions about his opposites, and you support your own particular attachment. Mine is better than because uh, I'm attached to it. So where say mindfulness is uh, this this gets this is the only way to get out of that dualism is being aware of it you know paying attention rather than committing yourself uh, to taking sides so where it is mahayana hinayana protestant catholic in all religions, all religions, Jews and Christians, Muslims, Hindus and Buddhists, Zoroastrians, Baha'is, shamans, pagans, they all disappear into when there's awareness. You know, they, these are concepts. Awareness is, you know, is not Christian or Buddhist or anything. It's, this is just nature. This is this is it. You know, it's not. You can't. Oh, nobody owns it. It's not about culture or convention. And it's 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 the way the gate or the door to deathless or the way that th that potential we have for awakening to truth to the whole rather than being on this wheel of separation division <coughs> opposition polarization so the self in the Sakyadidi is always a separation. Oh, I'm emphasizing me as separate from everything. So in that, when there's mindfulness, then the self, that sense of separation, see, you know, it, 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 it's not ultimately true. It's just conventional. So it ceases. And this, this is oneness then. There is this oneness, wholeness like this and of course when you try to think about it you'll just what do you mean it's like this you know is it real or is it just uh, an abstract idea is it just some kind of metaphysical concept uh, and then you're back into thinking trying to figure it out what did the great philosophy what did Heidegger say about it and uh, John Paul Sartre and <laughs> I can write books you know unreadable books about is oneness real or is it just <laughs> <laughs>